Welcome to the Compassionate Capitalist Radio Show with host Karen Rands. A compassionate capitalist is someone who invests their money into entrepreneur endeavors to bring innovation to the market and create wealth for all those involved. Karen shares insights and best practices for entrepreneurs to succeed and investors to share in that success without all the risks. And now... So welcome back to the Compassionate Capitalist show, everybody. Thank you so much for uh, tuning in again. Uh, you know, I'm, you know I'm, I can't even imagine how I can express how excited I am about this particular show today because there's a whole lot of firsts that are happening today that we're going we're gonna to talk about as we go through this. But first, it's because a, a huge part, I, I have been a fan of my guest, Sharon Lecter, for so long you cannot even imagine. Any of you that have read my book, Inside Secrets to Angel Investing, who have listened to my origin story on that, know that the, her, what, the book that, the education that she provided in the Rich Dad, Poor Dad series um, really transformed the way I thought about uh, money and making money work for you. And I use it, I have used it as a core uh, philosophy within the whole idea of compassionate capitalism and the and the compassionate capitalist movement because you know part of the whole reason why I wrote that book was for uh, employees you know rich employees you know executives and people like that and those sole proprietors that are in the um, that are you know just work is trading time for money to become investors even if they don't own their own business that becomes like the business owner but to become investors and put their money to work investing in other entrepreneurs that are also working really hard and they are and on behalf they're putting the time and the money in on behalf of that investor and so when i had the opportunity uh to you know put this interview together as a as a follow-up to an interview i did with uh with Sharon's uh, co-author for the new book, Exit Rich, I was like, great. I, this is, I'm just really excited. So I'm just, I'm going to introduce you formally here just a, a second, Sharon, but I just had to, to share that with the audience so they can understand the importance of the information that you're going to share today with us. So thank you for being on the show. Well, thank you, Karen. I so appreciate the opportunity and it's wonderful. Thank you for creating this space for us. And thank you for what you do. I mean, bringing attention to compassion capitalism, I think that's fantastic. And I'm so so thrilled to, to know you and to be able to support you as well. Okay, thank you so very much. So uh, so this for the for the record, everybody, in case you don't know who Sharon Lecter is, right? She is internationally recognized as a financial literacy expert, keynote speaker, and a business mentor. She is a New York Times best-selling author, successful entrepreneur, philanthropist, and has enjoyed a 35-year career as a licensed CPA. She's advised two, she has advised two US presidents on the topic of financial literacy. And as I mentioned, she is the co-author of the international bestseller, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and four, 14 other books within that, uh, that whole series of books. And uh, you can't, they're down on my shelf down here. <laughs> and in 2008, when the economy crashed, she was asked by the Napoleon Hill Foundation to, re, to help um, re-energize the teachings of Napoleon Hill. And you know, that's the Think and Grow Rich series. Uh, she's done that one for Think and Grow Rich for Women, uh, and she's just, you know, this, 
just the legacy of all of, of what that, that brings, which has also been an influential in my life. So I just want to, again, you know, thank you. Welcome again to the show. So, all right. So if you haven't yet listened to my prior podcast, it was on May 18th with um, Michelle Sila Tucker, who is the co-author of Exit Rich. And it was, um, it's all about, it was called, that show is called Building Sustainable, Scalable, Sellable Businesses. And in that, we kind of, we covered, she covers in that book, uh, they cover the six Ps. And we talked about that in depth. So we're not, we're, we're not going to, we're going to touch on that. Of course, Sharon's going to talk about that as she talks about the other questions, but let's just, you know, recap real quick, Sharon, they're the people process. The- yes. Yeah, so people, product, process, proprietary, what makes you different patrons. So people is your team mentor patrons, your database, your customers, and then profits. So okay. people, product, process your business systems proprietary what makes you unique and competitive your competitive advantage your intellectual property your um patrons and then your profits yes so you know what when investors are first looking at um entrepreneurs to invest in you know every every entrepreneur has this chart what's your exit plan right you know they always have that and they usually just you know like pick something out of the sky like it's just throwing a dart on a wall or like they look at somebody that was similar to them in a way and they're going to exit the same way right and investors always say you know oh well who what's your target market or your addressable market right and how are you going to sell it why are they going to want to buy it but there's so much that I think investors and entrepreneurs don't really think about or anticipate that really is necessary to be able to exit rich. So, you know, how can new entrepreneurs who are just getting started design their business now to sell for that profit in the future? Well, the first question is, do you want to build a business that you're tied to forever? Or do you want to build a business that's going to provide you financial foundation and give you more time later in life? And that's, you know, the first question, what, it, you know, what are you building it for? We have a passion, successful businesses solve a problem or serve a need, but within that solve a problem or serve a need is not tie you to it for life. And so too many businesses, too many people, business owners own a job, not a business because they haven't built the structure into that business. So Exit Rich is not just for people wanting to sell their business. It's a fantastic tool for someone starting and building a business. It's a great tool for an investor looking to invest in a business because it shows you what questions to ask and give you the, the powerful tool. You know, let, let, explain, let me compare it to a house. You okay. build a house, you, you go down first. You gotta have a strong foundation. You have to have plumbing. You have to have the electrical system. You maybe have an audio system. All right, security system, sprinkler system, all of those come together to give you a house with greater value than one that doesn't have it. And so the same thing with the business, people get excited about what they're selling and their profits without building the structure to help help get scale. That's the whole concept between sustainable and scalable. It's not scalable if it's dependent on you. If you don't get out of bed in the morning, will your business thrive? It's an easy question. 
not so easy to answer sometimes. Yeah. This is a kind of a dose of reality. And so that's why I'm taking my 40 plus years of experience and Michelle's 30 years of experience. And we've gone, helped build multiple global brands. She's helped sell hundreds of companies. I've worked with mentoring clients, hundreds, thousands of companies that I know how they do it right and how they do it wrong. And we've taken all of that and created and synthesized it into those six P's of understanding how do you position yourself to build something that's stable, that can grow, and yet also generate the highest level of profit and become my favorite word, Karen, asset, (laughs) asset, my favorite word on earth. Let that business become an income producing asset, asset, an economic engine that works for you, that you're not tied to it forever. Yes. Yes. So that, so, you know, why is it, do you think that entrepreneurs don't build their business with that in mind? You started to touch on that. Is it just, um, they, because they just jump in based off of emotion and passion, because it's sometimes the reason why they don't really understand why they don't, the, the entrepreneur or the patrons or the, the customers aren't coming there. They kind of build it and they will come. So they don't really have all we, I struggle with that with companies that are trying to scale because they haven't figured out, you know, some of that piece of it, but then it's also the exit. So what, why is it, you've worked with so many of these entrepreneurs. Why is it that they, they don't think about that when they're starting or even in the early stages before they get to this thing at, you know, the day that they go, you know what, I'm really tired of doing this. I want to sell my business. And all of a sudden they realize that they can't. Well, there's lots of reasons, but I think the primary one is when you're an entrepreneur, you're typically an innovator. You're into creating. You like the creation. You like the building. You like the sales. You like the splash, right? You're probably not the best day-to-day operator. And that's why that first P, people are so important. Making sure you have on people on your team who are strong where you are weak. People who love the day-to-day stuff, the mundane. Mm-hmm. People who love to build those systems, Okay, a true innovation entrepreneur is probably not their strong suit to do the day-to-day systems. And that's why a lot of people end up getting tied into this. And then what happens is the business becomes their identity. They don't know who they are outside the business. Oh, sure. Yeah, and it's really important to understand that you're building this business, which is a unique identity, all right? And let's have that business so that it can stand on its own and it can operate on its own, which means you have people doing the right processes. And, and instead of relying on personalities, okay, don't design a job around a person, determine what jobs you need to fill the tasks to get something done within your business, and then find the right people for those jobs. And it's a lot easier to manage a system than it is to manage personalities. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then you can plug and play the people that you need that are best fit, best suited for that job capacity. And even when sometimes you end up having to move some people around because you find they have a different skill set, but you like them, they're committed to the company. You just need to find a better fit within the organization and it's based on the job they're doing. And sometimes the people were the right people to get you to where you are today, but they may not be the right people to get you to that next level. And you just have to be really honest about what your goals are. And, you know, if they are not doing the job that they need to be doing, they know that too. So it's a matter of understanding what the need is for the company 
And um, more than likely, they understand that their next step is probably outside the company as well. But you have to look at, do you want to create a business that can thrive? And so you need to focus on having the right people in the right seats. And uh, for instance, I have a young woman. She's been with me 21 years. I hired her as an intern out of ASU for our accounting department. And yet today she's... um, one of my partners, she's a strong woman and she has grown up through the understanding of that. And she is misaccountability. She's very strong where I am weak. She's the one that's very priority minded. So I'll come in and go, Oh, let's do this. I got a phone call. Let's do this. You know? And then she just sits there and she looks at me and goes, so does that change the priorities we set last week? You know? So it's like, Oh, you know, and so you need those kinds of um, personalities to be able to build that strength in your business. You need both. You need the excitement, you need the innovation, the drive, but you also need the stability and the creation of systems and accountability. Absolutely. <clears throat> and one of the things I know a lot of the angel back startups that may or may not go through to get venture capital is that they, those founders oftentimes struggle to become the CEO, right? Because the way you manage and you get things done in a startup is different than when you have an organization that has lots of people. And I think what you just, what you just touched on is the perfect, I tell these entrepreneurs that will hold on, they're like really, and they're, they're very concerned about giving up too much equity because they don't want a board to come and take them out or something like that. And it's like, it's better to be a rich founder than a poor CEO. So Figure out who can you hire that's going to be the best for running the CEO so you can continue being innovative and creative and excited and passionate and let somebody else that does those kind of things and knows how to do the priorities and put the systems in place. can Highlight your strengths and hire your weaknesses. Right, exactly. Number number one rule in building a strong company is identifying what you're good at and what you're not. Yeah bringing in people that can do that. And, and entrepreneurship can be a very lonely field. And a lot of times these business owners, um, innovators, they've been in an industry where they were a peer. You know, maybe they had other people that were next door that they were all kind of in the same firm and they could bounce ideas off each other. And then all of a sudden you decide you're going to be the next greatest, greatest entrepreneur on earth and you get out and kick off and do your own business. And everybody's looking to you for all the answers. And that's why it's so important for entrepreneurs to have mentors and to have a peer group where they can bounce things off because without that, it's very lonely and you're constantly the one having to make these decisions on your own in a vacuum. And so that's why you have to surround yourself with people who are strong where you are weak and with a mentor or peer, um, a peer mastermind type group. Yeah. That think and grow rich. (laughs) That's right. So, uh, so now what, some of the times, one of the things that, you know, investors are always struggling with and the entrepreneurs is this, when is the best time to sell your business, right? You talked about the why, sort of like, what is your goal or what you want to get out of this? And I, I have seen companies where they get a knock on the door and they're like, no, 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 we're going to, you know, do this, that, or the other. I don't want to give up my baby yet. You know, I don't want to sell my baby. And then market shift or a product doesn't get delivered like it was supposed to, it doesn't come out of it. And the whole thing changes and the value that they had sort of evaporates. And then they struggle to get that back. 
But then there's also times where, you know, people did take that early offer and, you know, it went on to do something else. So is there a formula of success of when to sell and buy? Well, I think it's really important. I mean, each situation is unique. And so to give a specific answer to that would probably not serve people well. But that's why it's important to have a mentor and have advisors on your team and understand what your strategic plan is so that you understand, you know, what your, what's your strategic plan? What's your growth pattern? What's your age? You know, what do you have a team that has strong enough to take it over um, so that you could potentially have an employee buyout? Do you have a particular um, desire to build a business that can go on for generations or do you want to exit? And obviously the time to exit is when the company's at the highest value. It will not be at the highest value if you have not crossed your T's and dotted your I's, which is why we wrote Exit Rich, to help you understand what you need to do to create the strongest company possible. Now, I didn't say to sell your company. What you need to do to create the strongest company possible so that it can be sold if you choose to. It can be ready for investments if you want to grow and you want to bring in investors' dollars. They're going to want to know that you've done your homework and you've crossed your T's or they're not going to invest in you. And so whatever you want to do with your business, Exit Rich is going to help you because it's going to help you become more profitable. It's going to help you identify that intangible asset that you may not think of and identify the value that you didn't know you had. A lot of times people, you know, a lot of times people want to sell their business for 10 million and it's only worth five. That's, mm-hmm. you know, a lot. But a lot of times people don't know what the value of their company is. They would be thrilled with a $5 million offer, but really they're worth more. Yeah. But because they haven't, they haven't brought in the necessary resources and tools to create that and identify that value. One of, that's one of my superpowers is I help people identify that intangible valuation. What is your intellectual property? Let's identify it. Let's protect it. Let's leverage it so that you can increase the valuation of your business, whether you choose to sell it or not. It puts you in a stronger position for the future, whether you need an investor, whether you sell it or whether you let it you know, stand on its own and create, become an economic engine for you. Excellent. Excellent. And it's a great time to tell folks to get this book. And in fact, you know, it is released today. Yes. Right. Yay. Yay. Today, today, today. today. And uh, I pre-ordered mine. So I'm just waiting for UPS to come knocking on my door with my book. But, uh, you know, a very exciting and right. It's a number one in a couple of categories, right? It's already number one, even before it launched number one in valuation, number one in business purchasing and number one in business valuation. So again, it's got the Steve Forbes, a dear friend of mine says, this is a book, too many business owners leave too much money on the table when they're trying to sell. This book is a gold mine for entrepreneurs. And so, I, you know, and of course he should know as Steve Forbes. And it's really important. It's just, I, you know, people say, why are you still doing this, Sharon? It's because I, if I know something that I know can help you, I feel a responsibility to share it. And this book is just chocked full of incredible wisdom, experience, um, opportunities, and how you can get around failures and avoid some mistakes, maybe even more importantly. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that's a, I think when you're a servant leader, as you are, and you've committed your life to educating so many people about financial topics and ways to, you know, improve their lives. 
that it just becomes something that we do. We want, I do this podcast so I can share information that will help entrepreneurs create wealth and investors to create wealth, right? And just like, as I talked in the, at the beginning, putting their money to work. And that's why I'm so excited about Exit Rich because if you don't exit rich, then you put all of that effort in and that lifetime, you know, a commitment of a blood, sweat and tears. And it's, you know, that's far too many business owners that want to sell. Don't well over 80 to 85% of businesses that want to sell, don't sell because they haven't structured themselves properly. They haven't understood. We talked to you about how to find the right buyers. A lot of times, but people who want to sell, they spend a lot of time with people who are not qualified to buy their business. So we want you to make sure you understand the value of your time, the value of your business and, and understand how, if you want to position it for sale, how to make yourself in the, at the highest level of, of, of opportunity available. And, and it's so true what you just said, you know, it's too many people um, spend their life struggling and working hard and they, then they can't really reap the rewards because they haven't positioned it properly. Yeah. And I want that to go away. And anybody that's watching, this is my 26th book. And so if you've had any kind of value from the Rich Dad series or Outwitting the Devil, Three Feet from Gold, Success and Something Greater, Thinking Grow Rich for Women, I guarantee you, you will get tremendous value from Exit Rich. Well, there you go. And a whole lot of people think so because you've already hit that uh, the the number one in a multiple categories. So, uh, and I think you know one of the things I've done uh, a, a couple of shows on this recently that people don't anticipate the re- if they implement the six P's if they look at the things that that you are teaching in this book, then in the unforeseen circumstances that that founder is is no longer able to run the business some health reason or something like that. The business has been established as something that the rest of the family, the legacy for the family is, is sustained. Karen, that is so important. So important because sometimes your exit is not by choice. You know, it could be a divorce. It could be a death. It could be an illness. It could be a disability. And if you haven't put the systems in place and the people in place, um, then you're, you're shooting yourself in the foot. So that is such an important issue. Thank you for bringing that up because, you know, people think plan your exit. Well, sometimes an exit is not planned. Right. And if you don't have yourself set up appropriately, that unplanned exit is going to be very painful. But if you have everything set up appropriately, you're probably going to be okay. Yeah. So with that, thank you again, uh, for being on the, the show, Sharon, if anything, final thing you'd like to add before we sign off? Well, I invite anybody to reach out to me, info at Sharon Lecter, and of course, my website, SharonLecter.com, and I'm Sharon Lecter on all social media and Clubhouse, but please go ahead and, and, and go to Amazon and order the book or go to um, exarichbook.com. We have some um, extra gifts for you, but we want to really elevate the book um, within the, within people's lives to understand the, the, the treasure trove of information that can help you elevate the business that you already have and maybe help you understand how to invest in somebody else's business as well. Excellent. Thank you so much. Thank you again for being a guest on the show. Onwards and upwards. Well, thank you, Karen. I'm so excited to be with you today, the day of our lunch. Yes. 
really exciting. I'm so happy I got to be have you on my show the day of the launch. So thank you again, Sharon, and look forward to uh, talking with you again in the future. Thank you so much. Take care.